Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pinstripe Valley Podcast, Winning Streak Edition. Hooray! I'm Andrew Burns. I'm joined here by Kunj. How are you doing? Confused? Is this is this happiness? Is this joy? I don't know what this feeling is. I don't know. It's. Uh, I mean, it's shouldn't be that shocking, especially since you know this same team literally had like what a 13 game winning streak less than a year ago. But that was no. just. I don't know. That's. Felt weird. I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like just the very nature of that team is they like, go, oh, hey, we're absolutely terrible, and now we're good, and now we're terrible. <laughs> right. You but, never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. The New York Yankees are a box of chocolates. <laughs> yes. Whereas this team, I mean, granted, like you know, we certainly have done our complaining on the podcast early in the season, but for the most part, they were just sort of meh, and as opposed to just like painfully annoying. So uh, I'll take the change of pace from meh to, hey, wins. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to, ha- to have this feeling, and especially after a series against the Orioles. You know, yeah. the Yankees' greatest enemy, apparently. <laughs> yeah, they vanquished their foe that might be the worst team in baseball. Incredible stuff. <laughs> hey, 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 the Reds exist. <laughs> oh, God, the Reds. Ugh. Unless you just don't want to classify them as a major league baseball team anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there was always a meme around the effectively wild podcast about how they always ignore the Reds, and now well they have good reason to because <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God, don't want to talk about or that Joey, team. <laughs> free Joey Votto. That's it. <laughs> it is sad. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> this is not the Red Reporter podcast, so. Um. Anyway, good to see them sweep the Orioles after losing the two out of three in the previous series. And 
you know, the offense definitely brought the bats to the series. They had, they had some Bruce Zimmerman weirdness in the first part of the last game, but they bounced back from that to score 10 runs from that anyway. So that's what you want to see. Yeah, it was weird because the pitching was like in the the entire O series, the pitching was like, I guess the second game was fine, but the first game especially, and then even the last game a little bit towards the end there, the pitching was a little wonky, uh, more than we're used to from the, you know, Yankees bullpen and stuff like that. But what we're also not used to is this offense coming to life and scoring 10 runs three times this week. Yeah, that is that was a huge explosion for their part, especially considering I don't think they'd scored more than five or six runs in any game to date. So... <laughs> That's yeah, a exactly. big step that, up. Like the the Cleveland Guardians finale on uh, Sunday was the first time they scored double digits, and then apparently they liked it so much they did it two more times this week. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We encourage it. I approve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they scored six runs on opening day against the Red Sox. Then that was the last time they scored six runs until that Guardians ten to two win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. But. It's a lot, just a lot of encouraging signs, and they, they did not give up Miguel Cabrera's 3,000th hit if we're going back a little bit further. So, hey, we'll take a, not being Kudos. in those uh, highlights for uh, the rest of time. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was listening to the uh, the RTC2 podcast with um, CC, and they were talking to Nestor Cortez, and since Nestor grew up in Miami, he was like, well, you know what, if, if I had been like – pitching to Miguel Cabrera, I probably would have let him do it. And CeCe's like, no, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't want to be in those clips forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's, it, you want to think that as, like, the baseball fan, but I'm sure, like, when he's actually pitching in a game and the competitive spirit gets them, his mustache won't let him give, give up a hit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like, vibrates with powers or something. <laughs> that, that's how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nestor still keep keeps rolling too. He's going to be pitching tonight in Kansas City, and uh, he threw a pretty good game last time out too. And uh, uh, he actually gave a run, so maybe not. He sucks now. <laughs> so he has an ERA now. <laughs> yeah, but still, he just keeps rolling along, and it's good to see Garrett Cole actually put in a legitimately good game too. Yeah, it was funny. I was looking at the pitching matchup for tonight's game against the Royals, and Nestor has a one point one four ERA, and then. Um... Bubik, I think he's going against has a 14 ERA and it's just a it was just a funny opposite ends of the spectrum thing well this is a recipe for disaster <laughs> yeah the Yankees are gonna get shut out yeah <laughs> probably uh, but yeah no um Garrett Cole pitching like Garrett Cole was uh definitely nice to see as we you and I have discussed before uh Trevino is his personal catcher now <laughs> I really hope that this continues because this would be absolutely hilarious. Just like, you know what? Friendship with Kyle over friendship over. with Jose, my best friend. Activated. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was good to see a vintage Garrett Cole performance. Obviously, it came against like a Cleveland Guardians team, which is not a very good team per se, but still, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. He should pitch like Garrett Cole. And the fact that he hadn't been until, until that game was. Obviously, he was still fine for the most part, um, but yeah, it was just good to see that again. Yeah, that was my favorite game of the season because it was the first time the Yankees had a real obvious blowout win, and you could just sort of relax a little bit and you know drift away from the game for a little if you wanted, and not have to be like because yeah, you know they took care was, of business early, and then Garrett Cole was on the mat. So yeah, 
And honestly, it was the only game because, like, yeah, we talked about how they scored 10 runs uh, twice, two other times this week. But I wouldn't say they were really blowout wins, especially the first game of the Orioles series. That was just like a a slugfest, apparently. And then they made it interesting in the finale on Thursday in the ninth inning. It was just like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was more just Ron Marinaccio being like, oh, get get the last out. And then, you know, they had to call on the stay at home dad to make the youngster feel better. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But that was, that was pretty comfortably in hand too. I was not super worried about it. No, no, I wasn't worried about it, but it was just not like the typical, like, all right, I'm not going to completely, you know, not think about it either blowout like Sunday was. Yeah, no, that that's fair. And to get back to uh Tuesday for a bit, yeah, that was not the best day for um Yankees pitching. I guess Luis Severino, we should say he did have like a no hitter through five. Then he gave a home run to Anthony Santander if there's a three run blast to suddenly make it a game again because it'd be six nothing at that point. And then after that very odd from the bullpen to see them have a game like that. Uh, I mean, granted, like Clay Holmes gave up an RBI single. Granted, that was just like, you know, slashed to the right side. It's not like a backbreaker thing, but that happened. Then Jonathan Loiska threw just an absolute meatball to get destroyed by Austin Hayes, a home run that made it a two-run game. So that was a little unsettling because that's not the, that's the second time that Loiska has given up a home run this season. And he gave up three all of last year. So Yeah, and he's like the one – pitcher in the pen that you were just like you really didn't think about or didn't really worry about and now it's like oh yeah I forgot he's really only had one year of success so maybe we put a little too much on him yeah um, that's not to say he's bad now by any means oh no yeah <laughs> but no I think and I think he'll... Like, we took him for granted a little bit I think because of how good he was last year is just it <laughs> yeah and I, I'm, I'm sure he'll turn it around too <laughs> and he even had like a, a good he had a good little relief appearance in the, the last games of the series against the Orioles. So he yeah, so back he bounced back already. <laughs> yeah, so he should be fine. And this yeah. is still just a really, really good bullpen that does not allow much. And that's really comforting to see. There's not much. I mean, granted, like we, we've been spoiled because we grew up in the era of Mariano Rivera and a lot of very good Yankees bullpens. But whenever you have right. just a good bullpen, it's very reassuring that even if your starting pitcher goes five and dive, you're going to have a good chance to win this game because you can turn to uh, like a surprise dominant relief outing from Clark Schmidt. You can turn to uh, Lucas Lickie. You can turn to Michael King, who is suddenly the most unhittable reliever on the planet. That's nice. Yes. He didn't get to his hundred innings last year, so he's coming up with a vengeance this year. Yeah, now he's mad. So yes. <laughs> I didn't meet my goal, and now I'm gonna take it out on the American League. I got injured, and now it's the American League's fault. <laughs> yeah, I do like so right now. His ERA is 0.69, and his FIP nice. is 0.68. <laughs> so damn that FIP! Yeah. So close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Miguel Castro has been good too, but the guy who came yeah. over from the Mets like the day before opening day. Look, and, if yeah. you're if you're if your very good bullpen is gonna have a bad day, I think to have that against the Orioles on a day that the Yankees offense actually decided to show up is a great time to have a bad day. Oh yeah, yeah, and like Chad Green is not has been very up and down so far too. But again, that's not everyone's gonna be rolling at all times, and that's okay. Hopefully. They will get him figured out. Um, got some time to do that. His pitches maybe need a little, maybe have a little bit more to be desired, but oh well. Yeah. I will say on the second game, though, I did enjoy uh, Jordan Montgomery also had a good start. Uh, obviously, 
you know, he was very effective, you know, while he was there, but then kind of lost it a little bit towards the end. But then when uh, Aaron Boone came to get him from the game, Monty tried pulling him with Cena and it was just like, but he was more like, he was more like, can I please stay in here instead of like, no, I'm saying get back in the dugout. And I just thought it was adorable. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I, I look, look at the contrast between how they did it. And Monty has like both his arms out and he's like, no. And then you yeah. look at how Messina did He's like, no, you stay there. <laughs> yeah. Even uh, even what was it? Gary Cole did that last year, right? In the Astros game too? Was that last year? Um, I don't remember if he did that specifically in the Astros game, but like, I think he, I guess he did maybe. I, I don't I know if it was, it was specifically like game. that. I just don't remember if the Astros game was that was last year right the one nothing yeah. complete game yeah, yeah, yeah i think it was during that game where like aaron Boone thought about coming out and Garrett Cole's like sit your ass back down like. <laughs> <laughs> and like i think if you're gonna pull that move that's the kind of mentality you have to be in not like jordan montgomery's can i please stay no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but again he also he doesn't have quite it was the tr- adorable yeah and he also doesn't have quite the track record of the uh messina or cole but <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, I like I said, I approved him even trying, and it was funny. Yeah, good, um, good effort. Like, like again, uh, Severino and Monty, they both had really good starts. Uh, kind of lost it a little bit at the end, but still ended up with very good pitching lines, and then you know turned it over to the bullpen. Obviously, we talked about what happened on uh, on the, during the first game on Tuesday, but Wednesday, you know, the bullpen took care of business, and then again yesterday, Thursday, the finale. For the most part, after uh, Tyone went, the bullpen took care of business until Marinaccio came in on the ninth. But he also hasn't pitched in like a year and a half. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was his first time pitching in like ten days or something like that. Yeah, and he has already been uh, sent back down. And I imagine um, we might get JP Sears' reappearance to uh, take his spot. And that's honestly not going to last that long anyway, because we have rosters reverting to twenty-six men on uh, May second. Yeah. So that means probably that reliever's gone, and then. Um, they could decide to send out the Castro too and go with a three-man bench, which I feel like they probably will because they do like their relievers. But I guess they could just send out one of their other guys too. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, obviously, they're obviously Miguel Andujar's on the team right now um, because Aaron Hicks uh, became a, a father this week, so he was on paternity leave. But Yay. I'm assuming that'll just be a swap one for one again whenever that time, whenever Aaron Hicks is due back, which I think might be tonight. Yeah, I believe Hicks saying. is I believe Hicks is due supposed to be back with that team in Kansas City tonight. So yep. um I imagine yeah, Andrew Har will go back down because they're not gonna roll the five man bench. Yeah. Um so either way, these are all transaction things that may very well be settled by the time yeah. this podcast goes up. So probably but one note though they uh Major League Baseball and the Players Association did agree to not have the 13 pitcher limit and it's going to be 14 pitchers through May 29th yeah. just because of you know the shortened spring and like you know all that which is the owner's fault mm-hmm. what who said that <laughs> it was me uh, it was me but yeah no um i think the uh, yeah you know send down marinacho bring up sears probably and then we'll just kind of see how this that will this weekend what they end up doing with it because they have they still have the 28 men through uh may 2nd which i think is the beginning of the toronto series yeah yeah so we shall see uh we should talk about the offense a little bit more too since you know we've said like oh yeah they've been doing really well but we haven't really like talked about it specifically but <laughs> anthony, anthony rizzo, how, it take, yeah. how did it take us like almost 15 minutes to talk about anthony rizzo because <laughs> i have no idea 
Uh, Major League home run. Like 20 minutes. What was that? I was like, because I'm probably going to talk about him for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Major League home run leader, Anthony Rizzo, that is. Also Major League hit by pitch leader. <laughs> yes. We all saw it coming. We, you know, mm-hmm. we, we were very excited about the re-signing of Anthony Rizzo, and he's proving us right. We were not upset at all by not getting Freeman or Olsen. No, we weren't at all. Like, oh, well, this is kind we, of underwhelming. But We said he, this is the exciting choice, not the boring choice. Yeah, yeah. We were like, oh, yeah, you know what? He, he had eight homers with the Yankees in the second half last year. I bet he'll do that in, like, less than a month. Do you, yeah, don't you remember me that saying that? April. Yeah. I remember those exact words. Yeah. Direct quote. No. <laughs> but, no, it's uh, obviously very, uh, very – Good to see Rizzo just at his hot start. Um, you know, he's hitting the ball hard. He's, you know, even like when he's not homering, he's still like having very, very good plate appearances and all that. Um, and again, you know, for somebody who we were, we were like, oh, he's going to be fine. He's going to be good. Um, but he wasn't the most exciting choice. He's been very exciting to watch right now, you know, these past few weeks, especially this last week and all that. So, um, you know, he had a three home run game on uh, Tuesday in the O series and part of the reason why they were able to um, outlast the Oriole, the deadly Oriole bats and their slugfest was Anthony Rizzo and his three home runs and six uh, runs batted in. So short porch, kudos. baby. He's, yeah. <laughs> he knows how to work it. It's uh, <laughs> I love the, the, the last one too, just like this weird arcing one. This sort of just popped into that first row down the right field line. <laughs> yeah, that was more just like the baseball god saying, all right, you know, we're going to, because even Rizzo was like, that was that, that was definitely a foul. Oh, 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 I should just round the bases. Yeah, he just like sort <laughs> I of I love shrug- his reaction. <laughs> the shrug like, eh, okay. And I think, uh, okay. I remember, I think Matt was on the Twitter that night and he had said like, oh, that had an expected batting average of like 070 or something. <laughs> uh, was it 070 or was it oh like was it 0. 0.010? <laughs> it might have been 0, 010. It was really low yeah. <laughs> because like yeah, that should be a pop absurd. <laughs> like no idea how that happened, but we'll take yeah. it. But yeah, but we should say that like a lot of this, at least in the early goings, this has not been very fluky from Rizzo because he's been just hitting the ball hard. He's been barreling it up. Um, Esteban has a good article. It's coming out today. It's talking about how. Uh, Anthony Rizzo has sort of like reduced his leg kick a little bit and it's now right. more of like a toe tap. So it's very direct and that's sort of helped him generate a little bit more pop. So this it's definitely good to see encouraging signs that it's not just like small sample size. I mean, he's probably not going to be, he will sadly probably not break the home run record, but he's still probably going to have a pretty good season. Yeah. That's going to be broken by judge and Giancarlo. <sighs> yes, that's true. Of course. Of course. Yes. <laughs> If How we're coding ourselves on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. no, I mean, it was just, besides Anthony Rizzo, it was just a good week for the offense overall. Joey Gallo came to life. Yeah. Good to see him actually, you know, drive in a run. Because <laughs> that hadn't happened yeah. yet. And then hit two home runs. Yeah. You know, hopefully it's a sign of, you know, him kind of coming to life. But just even a little bit of, you know, oxygen from him was a nice sign because I wasn't quite sure if that was a living, breathing human being going to the play. Yeah, and to an extent, we always we always knew he was going to do something just because he was not going to have a 10 OPS plus or whatever the entire season. Right. Um, it's just a matter of how long the streak continues and if he can really start to put together a few good games and get back to some semblance of that all-star form. Yeah, um, I did enjoy the the silent treatment that, you know, was so predictable oh, that yeah. was going to happen. <laughs> but it was still, obviously, it's always just amusing to see that. 
Um, and then the, his second home run was funny because he just looked angry walking through while everyone was celebrating him. He's like, yeah. Like, ah, I destroyed baseballs. <laughs> it's like, good, good, good. We need, we need yeah. the anger in you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there really hasn't, outside of maybe Kyle Higashioka, there really hasn't been a bad player on the offense this week. No. Um, you know, even uh, IKF and Trevino have shown they haven't been black holes. IKF has had a very good week, at least, or a week or two weeks almost at this point. Ever yeah. since his, like, one for 17 start, he's actually been a, you know, actually passable baseball player <laughs> and it's like oh plus his defense is uh b- bounced back from that first series or first week where it was just a little iffy so he seems to have gotten over the jitters and all that so and yeah Gabriel Torres has shown signs of life too like again offense has been good this week and it's weird to think that or say that but it's yeah. nice also <laughs> Yeah, and one of our newest writers, Mason, had an article about how IKF has sort of started bringing in an occasional toe tap with the leg kick in his batting stance where he'll use the leg kick, which he had added this year in like low pressure situations, but he'll go back to just the toe tap for high leverage. So it's more likely to get contact and and that has helped him, you know, get big hits like in that Cleveland series. He had the game tying double on the toe tap and that was just very well done by him. It's good to see him coming to life. And as you said, Glaber Torres, he got the walk-off hit in that game in that game. So it's been good to see him slowly sort of come back. He's was a little eh in some of those past couple games, but we will take the positive signs if we can. Again, I'm just looking at signs of life, not yeah (laughs) exactly. Just like like just there. confirming that we're not weekend at Bernie's in with like multiple players on the team here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Giancarlo, number 350. Congratulations it, to him. Yes. 350 monster, monster dogs. Mm-hmm. And he's the seventh fastest player to reach 350 home runs. So that's a cool little Which, thing. As Michael K would like you to know, seventh fastest means he wasn't the fastest but there have only been six people to be faster than him. Cause yes, ah. he did actually go out and explain that afterwards. <laughs> Words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said seven fastest, which means he wasn't the fastest, <laughs> but there are six people faster than him. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, I appreciated that breakdown. Yeah. And I did, I did enjoy the the players who are on that list with him. Cause it's like Babe Ruth, Herman Killebrew, Albert Bujols, Mark McGuire, Arod. Then Juan Gonzalez. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, <laughs> like, sure. Why not? You yeah. can play too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Juan Gon. Just let, let's hope that Giancarlo's more like some of those other guys rather than Juan Gon. Because Juan Gon was almost gone from the majors like three or four oh. years later. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I would appreciate um, Giancarlo making his way up, continuing to make his way up on that le- leaderboard. Yeah. It feels like cause... there's there's a pretty decent shot that he'll get two 500 home runs just because he's so far already. He's under contract for a long time. So it's like the almost, almost like the Albert Pujols thing where because he's under contract, he's going to get his opportunities and he's going to get his home runs. It's just a matter of, you know, him staying healthy, which is, you know, not a guarantee. And uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, realistically speaking, he should get there by like June of next year. I'm thinking, yeah. Are you accounting <laughs> for your uh, like back-to-back record home run season? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Apparently, next year he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it seventy plus by June. So, 
Wow, that's a that's a pretty good pace, honestly. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess it's acceptable. <laughs> this is the hard science, folks. We're just reporting the yes. numbers. <laughs> Look, predicting is nothing if not absolutely stupid. So I just have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it we've seen like as long as he has like a healthy-ish season, then he gets 30 home runs at least. So it's just oh, a matter absolutely. of avoiding those seasons like 2019, where it's like three home runs because he played 18 games. So Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. is, like, As long as he's on the field and able to stay on the field and be healthy, he's going to hit. <laughs> he's going to hit home runs. Um, he's also going to hit scorching sacrifice line drives. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's had like a few of those this year where it's like sacrifice fly, quote-unquote, but no, yeah. he's just making his own stat there. Yeah, exactly. The ball's going 400 miles an hour at like a two-degree angle. It just happens to be right where an, in, uh, an outfielder is. Yeah, you can hear it whistling. Like, <laughs> yeah. But even Aaron Judge got in on the dinger party this week. Uh, he had a birthday home run. Yeah. And, you know, he turned 30 this week. Happy and, birthday, uh, then he, a. A. Ron. Happy, happy birthday, Aaron. And... Uh, I guess he shares a birthday with uh, Aaron Hicks' son. Oh, good. Does he? Congrats. Is, 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 that when, uh, is that when the son was born? I think so, right? It was Tuesday. Yeah, I guess so. I could be, I could be completely making that up or misremembering, but I think it was Tuesday. <laughs> well, well, we'll just say he does. I'm pretty, I'm yeah, pretty sure not? he does, but yeah. If not, we'll just, you know, fudge the numbers a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we'll have our sources doctor the birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> The PSA podcast is a very wide-ranging authority, so. Well, we we know that, you know, they're listening to this, so they'll just change it before they make it official. That's how yeah. this works. Yeah. Hey, you, stop that. And they're like, oh, it's me? <laughs> <laughs> you, Social Security Administration, who's definitely <laughs> listening to us. Everybody in the SSA, change the birth certificate. Go. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, I offense, guess, good. Yankees, yeah, good. I guess we should also probably briefly mentioned the Yankees letter that you know we got a little bit of reporting and clarity on and it, that was pretty much nothing yep and yep. that's it that's all I have to say yeah it's, yeah it's not even <laughs> yeah it's not even something that we need to like delve into too much because it no. didn't end up revealing all that much like the Yankees were fined and um there was a good article in the athletic that talked about hey maybe that Manfred should have been more aggressive in his you know fines or whatever of the Yankees and Red Sox in 2017, because maybe that would have deterred some of the sign ceiling that went down later on, especially with uh, the Astros and then in the postseason that year, and then the Red right. Sox again the next year, and maybe a more like a, a harder a harder foot down maybe would have helped that, but oh well, that didn't happen. Yeah, but Rob Manfred cares not for that. <laughs> no, not really. He just cares that baseball games are ending. Yeah. <laughs> that's it that's all he cares about like is this game going on i want it to end end it yeah yeah um i will say the, the last thing i'll say about it it is kind of funny that the yankees were apparently doing this in like 2015 and like the first half of 2016 where like mm-hmm. the end of 2015 like that playoff game was just really bad and then the first half of 2016 was so bad that caused them to sell for the first time in how long <laughs> so yeah. you know, that was kudos cool. your sign feeling was terrible <laughs> Bravo, bravo. Yeah. They got, yeah, as Matt, as Matt was saying, like you can count the number of uh, hits on one hand that the Yankees benefited by because of the playoff hits. Three playoff yeah. hits, that's it. 
Congrats. Whoops. You, you did it. But hey, I guess you technically made the playoffs that year and it wasn't like a three year drought or four year drought. Yeah. Huzzah. Anywho. So, well, I think we'll uh, we'll take an ad break and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So, whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. So, going to look ahead a little bit. We obviously we have these uh, three game series against the Royals in Kansas City, and then we have uh, three in Toronto. That's going to be it's going to be a big one. Well, uh, it's also a big one just because we finally get to figure out about this whole vac situation, which yeah. has been like. Obviously, like Aaron Boone hinted towards like full vaccination, at least of the important guys uh, a couple weeks ago. So it's not as much of a conversation now as one would have thought it would have been if he hadn't said anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But it'll still be interesting because then we'll actually know who's who's on the restricted list and who's not and basically get to yell at them next time we record. Yeah. Isn't that what we all come here for? To to hear us yell about dumb things. Exactly. (laughs) I will. I will laugh if, if it, it. We do end up pointing out it was Kyle Higashioka. <laughs> we were all just spending the last year being mad at Aaron Judge. Yeah, the heels are in my hickey. <laughs> Hickey's are in heel. <laughs> but yeah, so we have Kansas City. The, then they're in Toronto. They have an off day Thursday. Um, then they're gonna be back home to face the Rangers. And obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, next week when we record again. But. They have an off day, and then basically almost three weeks in a row with no off day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's gonna be that's gonna be an exhausting one for that pitching staff. Yeah, that's another reason why I don't think they're gonna go three man bent, or why I don't think they're going to um, ignore the extra reliever in May. They're gonna go three man bench because they want to have that extra reliever for those twenty games in a row. Yeah, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be needed at some point. Um, obviously, they could always play around with that a little bit and call up and send down as they need to, but. Yeah. You really think that they're just going to go with the extra and that, you know, especially since you're allowed 14 now, um, they're going to take advantage of it because they're one of the teams we're going to need it the most with 20 games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably going to happen. I was literally like, while writing the podcast, I was, I was just looking at the calendar just to see what like the next week of games are. And then like, I just happened to scroll down to, and I was like, wait, 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 what? Oh crap. <laughs> it's, basically almost three weeks in a row and i'm like that's rough yeah i saw that in april because it was after like they had done their like 10 games and 10 days start off the season i was like well they'll have a bit of a breather here because they have some off days here and there okay they're not too long streaks until then Uh oh they play 20 games in a row (laughs) yeah Yeah. you think the 10 games is uh the worst is behind them nope nope they gotta basically are just playing from mid-may until memorial day so you know godspeed guys yeah good luck enjoy but we'll talk more about that next week (laughs) yeah and i should say that john had an article talking about how the yankees need to take advantage of these basically the two-week stretch that we're in where they're facing like guardians orioles royals and take care of business there because that's like a weaker part of their schedule while their rivals are all beating up on each other and for the most part they've done that so let's just hope that that continues for 
the series in Kansas City, and then they put up a good fight against the Blue Jays. I, this this is a good enough team that they can take two out of three in Toronto. Absolutely. Um, and even going back to last week, you know, they, they didn't sweep the Tigers, but they ended up winning the series, um, mm-hmm. you know, two, two games to one. So still, you know, pretty good. And I do think, like, if this team performs this way, um, obviously I Anthony Rizzo needs to hit 75 home runs, but <laughs> if this mm-hmm. team – fires on all cylinders like they can be competitive it, um and we talked about that too like going into the season we're like yeah if everything works out this team is going to be good um it's just there was a lot of question marks obviously you know dj lemayhu bouncing back aaron hicks having a good season these things have been huge yeah. um ikf obviously coming out of nowhere and having a competent bat was also a welcome sign we like before the season we we're like all right we know this team can be good but the only people the only two players only two um hitters we have confidence in confidence in our Aaron Judge and uh, Giancarlo Stanton to see like it's not just them two carrying the load and in fact like they I want I don't want to say they've been doing nothing but they've been a little bit quiet in the uh, ongoing like you know not exactly you know just tearing the cover off the ball Giancarlo had himself a 14 game homerless drought so it's nice to see that you know the offense can still manage without them and that's kind of what you knew could happen but we just weren't sure if it was going to happen and i think as long as it does continue to happen it'll be a fun season plus yeah aaron judge and anthony rizzo wear fun shirts now so this team might be fun again <laughs> yeah the, the the dog gang basically with the yes, shirts. yes. The, i think those the dog the, the dog dad's traveling t-shirt which i need to get myself one of those <laughs> yeah get leia on there yes but <laughs> <laughs> right. um you know, you got to put this on the, the agenda, but do we want to peek at the BREF leaderboard? Oh, yeah. I actually meant to bring that up um, earlier when you mentioned Tim Locastro possibly going down because he's currently sitting at 12th on the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Because of he course is. he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually had it open too, and then I just completely got sidetracked. So obviously, Anthony Rizzo is leading the team. Um, DJ LeMahieu follows him. Okay, so, you know, mm-hmm. one and two. Two especially is not nothing too crazy. We've seen DJ LeMahieu be up here on the leaderboard. Anthony Rizzo, we just talked about, you know, he's had a very good, you know, week, good string of games. Um, but then he's followed by Michael King at third, uh, yeah. Nestor Cortez at fourth. Aaron Judge, you know, making his way up there at number five. You know, he's actually on here where he belongs now. <laughs> Trying to return things to normal, see a little bit. Right. <laughs> IKF at six, um, Chapman, followed by Clark Schmidt, uh, Josh Donaldson, Trevino, Montgomery, and Locastro. <laughs> Clark Schmidt, who we should say has only pitched in three games, but like, yes, has shoved. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's a testament to the fact that Garrett Cole and Giancarlo haven't made their way on here yet. Yeah, hey, well, I mean, they can't be like a Tim LaCaster or Jose Trevino, so. <laughs> no, no, no. These guys provide value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get out well, of here, man. According to uh, Baseball Reference, Giancarlo has been worth negative 0.1 war. So. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, he's he's mostly been a DH who hasn't hit yet. So yeah, that's the kind of, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get there. He'll get there. He has played, he has played obviously, a little bit more uh, in the field this week with Aaron Hicks being out. So, yeah. you know, that's good. Yeah, and he was playing. So he played like a couple games in the outfield even before Hicks went on turning list too. So it, there's definitely like yeah. a comfort in turning to him, which I appreciate at this point. Yeah, and uh, Garrett, 
and Garrett Cole has been worth 0.2 war. So at least he's positive. Yep. I'm assuming thanks to that uh, Cleveland game on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Maybe I should change my Yankee of the Week to LaCastro just from making it on here. <laughs> <laughs> you did it, man. Or it should be Clark Schmidt for still sticking on here. Yeah. Hey, he's probably just going to stick on there until like he pitches again because who knows enough. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> move on to our Yankee and Manfred of the Week. All right, yeah, I think yeah, now it's time to move on to Yankee and the Manfred of the Week. Hooray. Who is your Yankee of the Week? My Yankee of the Week is Anthony Rizzo. Uh, obviously, we talked Alex. about his uh, three home run game, but overall, he's had since we last recorded, he's had uh, four home runs, two doubles, brought in uh, nine runs. He's hit for 367, 387, 833 uh, triple slash, good for a 1220 OPS. It's, um, again, what you want. And there was a few contenders this week, you know, uh, from my end at least. I don't know. Uh, I'll maybe speak to them a little bit after you. But I think just because of how – Anthony Rizzo has surprised us and actually been like an exciting at bat to watch and been, you know, hitting the ball with authority. And I probably had, I don't want to say the least expectations from him, but I was just like, Oh, he's a boring pick, whatever. He's going to be okay to actually doing really well. And obviously providing tremendous defense, you know, we're going to give it to him. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I was, I was going to go DJ LeMayhew for mine. It's just really, really nice to see the DJ LeMayhew of just a couple of years ago back again. Yeah. Um, he's just hitting exactly like he once did. Um, slashing ball all over the field. You have a lot of confidence in him putting in a good at bat when he's up there. So we'll take it. He's hit 321 in the last week and he's, that's about what he's been the whole season. So taking care of business, DJ, good work. Yeah, and you know you feel okay about sliding him back into the leadoff spot when you need to. Uh, obviously, when Hicks is back, I think Hicks kind of primarily when Hicks is playing, he primarily takes the leadoff spot, or maybe they kind of switch. I haven't actually paid too much attention to it. Yeah. But no matter who you choose between them two right now, at least right now, you don't feel like, oh god, why are they giving them the most at bats? Yeah, like Josh Donaldson's occasionally been up there, and he hasn't really hit much yet. But I think he will turn it. He he will hit a little bit better than he has so far. And granted, he's still around like league average, but. He'll, he'll yeah, get there. I just it, wouldn't put him lead off. Yeah, I think um, they've. Uh, I think even on the broadcast they talked about like you know he seems to be hitting the ball a little bit better. Um, the results haven't quite been there, but he looks like he's a little bit more comfortable at the plate than he was like a week or two ago. So hopefully, you know, he'll be. We'll be talking about a little bit more about him next week um, because yeah. obviously we didn't spend much. That might have been the first time we mentioned Josh Donaldson on this. Guy. I think <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Which, again, he wasn't necessarily bad he just was there yeah hey he's well now we're confirming him josh donaldson yankee of the week for next week so make it happen dude. (laughs) (laughs) yeah now my other contenders were just going to be ikf for like actually existing or Mm -hmm. joey gallo for you know breaking his route but i couldn't pass it up uh, on on rizzo so yeah i thought about michael king too just because of how much he shoved but he he didn't appear in like enough games i think for me to pick him yeah a position player but man that was an incredible relief performance from him the other day no yeah phenomenal phenomenal stuff yeah and even like going back to last year you know when he was there he was pitching well it was just um you know he obviously missed a lot of time with uh injuries uh and getting and so when he came back though he was pitching well again so it was good to see him just continue then pick that back up yeah to me like it hasn't been like entirely shocking because of exactly that but it's 
I don't think I could necessarily say I expected him to have like 20 strikeouts in 13 innings and have that the one game where he struck out eight batters in a row. <laughs> well, that's where you're a fool because I expected that completely. Oh, okay. Well, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yes. All right. There's got to be a dud in here somewhere. So who are you going for Manfred of the Week? So my Manfred of the Week is uh, we're going to bring it back a little bit, but I'm going to go to the fans in the stands during Sunday's uh, finale uh, against yeah, the Guardians. That's valid. Don't throw trash onto the field. Like, stop, stop being stupid. Like, I mean, if you can't handle your liquor, don't drink that much publicly or do whatever. Just shut up. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to sit here and say like, it was smart of Miles Straw to like jump halfway. Oh, no, absolutely not. Like, come at me. But like, that's, it does, that's not an excuse for what those guys were doing, especially mocking like this, mocking Stephen Kwan, who was like, may have gotten injured on the play before. Of course, the Cleveland players are not going to be very happy about that. And to see them actually have that reaction, you wonder how bad they were actually getting because it's not unusual for baseball players to hear heck like they're used to it. There has to be something really bad for them to react like that. Yeah, like obviously, you know, their rookie got just got hurt, and then these guys are shouting, "Oh, you're milking it!" and "Stay down!" and crap like that. That's gonna piss them off. But there's probably stuff going on throughout the whole game that was just like that was just the final puns, only slightly intended, but the final straw. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Miles Straw too. Like, don't jump up there. Like, I get you're pissed, and you know, emotions get the best of all of us. So, like, I'm not completely like against or like i'm not completely giving wanting to discredit what he did or whatever um but you, you gotta have a little bit cooler head if people are that bad go report it till arms get him kicked out of the game at that point yeah so that was yeah. that was an unfortunate thing but also yeah just going back to don't throw shit on the field people shut yeah. up <laughs> basic basic stuff operating with here guys yes. come on i just needed to throw another shut up out there yeah hey hey i haven't had to say shut up too much during this podcast so that's good yeah no i needed yeah. to get a few of those out so they're just all going towards those guys it's like listen shut up yeah. uh all right who and, am i gonna go i think i'm gonna have to go with uh <sighs> Rob Manfred is my Manfred of the week because I don't really have a better <laughs> answer because he's still stupid. <laughs> just gone with Kalikashioka just for being there. Yeah, honestly, like I was looking and actually over the past week, he hasn't been hitting that bad. He just, at, at this point, I do appreciate that Boone has gone 50 50 split with him and Trevino because yeah. there's no reason not to. Um, but yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll do Manfred the, we'll do Manfred for Manfred of the week because, again, for the whole stupid Yankees letter thing. And uh, yes. maybe we'll, we'll throw in a dash of Brandon Levine for fighting it so much because, like, it. I think that's what just made this whole thing yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, what the hell do you care about? There's nothing in there. Yeah, that was that was weird. But I didn't want the world to know we could afford a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is why we've been cutting payroll. <laughs> Yeah, or I guess like that, and plus the actual confirmation and like handwriting that for people to see, like, oh yes, you were you're cheating, but like that was already basically out there anyway for anyone who wanted yeah. to badmouth the Yankees, which there are a lot of people out there, so just get used to it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, anyway. did not, you, you would not have saved any face by not, that letter not coming out. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I think that'll do it for us. Unless you have anything else. No. Go Yankees. Go vaccinations. Yeah, just because they're in Toronto next week, so yeah, I just need fair. to bring that up again. Yeah, good, <laughs> you know, stay healthy, uh, avoid the vid, as they say. Yes, 
Yes, please. Please yep. and thank you. Yep. And take care of business against the Royals. They got uh, Nestor tonight, Garrett Cole tomorrow, and Seve on Sunday. So that's a that's a fun trio, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So let's go. I'm, I'm curious to see how much uh, of Garrett Cole Trevino does actually start catching now. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, it's my favorite storyline now. So. Yes. <laughs> and also, if you happen to be listening to this before the game tonight, remember it's on Apple TV Plus. So, you know, got to go get your uh, your free subscription for that because these games for now are free on there. So even though it's annoying to find, it, it, it is free. So there is that. And no blackouts. Huzzah. So um, huzzah, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> but you can follow me on Twitter at Merns PSA, follow the site at Pinstripe Alley, and uh, that'll do for us. We'll talk to you next week. Go Yankees, go baseball. <laughs>